Hey everybody, it's that time again to start thinking about attending this year's Figurative Art Convention and Expo taking place this year in Williamsburg, Virginia. I'm actually really excited about the location with all of its colonial history. Um, the first two years of this conference have been so much fun. I think this one will be even more fun. I don't think any of the presenting artists have been announced yet, but I do happen to know of a couple of the artists on that list that I am personally excited about. So think about coming to Williamsburg, not Brooklyn, Virginia, in November for this great conference. Uh, go to figurativeartconvention.com for all of the up-to-date info. Everybody, my name is Danny Grant. I am an artist, a drawing and painting instructor. I live in Austin, Texas, and I would like to welcome you back to the studio. This is the place where I interview and talk shop with other professional artists, and we get an inside glimpse into their daily lives as professional artists. On this episode is the sweetest man in contemporary representational, traditional, classical, academic painting. His name is Gregory Mortensen. You are going to love him if you don't already. But before I get to my interview with Gregory Mortensen, I have to say hello to the beautiful people at Atelier Dojo in Austin, Texas, the best art studio west of the Mississippi, east of the Pecos, offering serious art classes for serious artists. I am teaching figure drawing and intro to drawing this term. Karen Offit is teaching figure painting. Jennifer Balkin is teaching portrait painting. Justin Baeza has a few classes, including cast drawing. Barbara Pence is teaching still life painting. Come on, man, that's a serious lineup. Check us out, ateliadojo.com. If you can't attend our classes because you don't live in the Austin, Texas area, sign up for one of our workshops and come hang out for a few days. Zoe Frank is coming. Carrie Dunn is coming. Come on, man. AtelierDojo.com. Check us out. And now, here is Gregory Mortensen. I am so excited to have the artist Gregory Mortensen on the phone with me. Hey, Greg, how's it going? Hey, Danny. Good to, uh, good to hear from you this morning. Absolutely. Um, so you're in the studio right now is that correct correct yeah where are you located where are you at i know you're in new york i'm in i'm in harlem on the upper west side um like right right there by like the apollo and oh cool up on uh, you know up near 125th street okay you've been you've been there for a little while huh yeah yeah i uh i was here as a student Mm -hmm. and uh it was very bachelor patty then then <laughs> i got married and and now it's a, a proper home so that is that the same place where you were single and then your wife moved in there yeah oh, okay cool <laughs> so what so what changed from the bachelor pad uh to the uh, family home what's well, the biggest difference uh, greg <laughs> <laughs> the, the the saddest most notable difference was that so so it was two artists that um we lived here together 
uh, uh, Philip Salamone. Yeah. I don't know if you remember him. Of course. And uh, we had, we, we just turned our, our living room into like a communal studio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we had, um, we, we, we would have like models come over. We'd have like, um, we'd host like, um, uh, little portrait sessions with fellow artists. And, mm-hmm. uh, but the, for, <laughs> for the light source, you know, at the GCA, we have, um, uh, you know, you have your light source on the model, but then you have those curtains surrounding it so that, right. um, it, it's, so you have light it, from the room hitting the model, right? Yeah. 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 So it's only, it's only one light source that's hitting the model. Right. And, uh, I, I made that same thing, but I use like pajama pants. <laughs> 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 so I had I had this really like makeshift silly model. Um, so you had like teenage model ninja stand. turtles, like, <laughs> yeah, pants hanging up, and <laughs> yeah, Star Wars or something, <laughs> Millennium Falcon, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it was, uh, it was very bachelor patty. I'm sure there, you know, there's the futon that right. all bachelors have in, in the yeah. living room. <laughs> right. And, uh, um, yeah, no, like just artwork tacked to the walls. Right. Now there's, now there's like nice furniture and like a nice, uh, woman's touch that, Nice. Phil and I didn't really bring to <laughs> to our house. Wait a minute, Phil didn't quite have that touch. That's hard. To I know. Believe. Can you believe that? It's hard to believe. <laughs> it, uh, it, it was definitely not. Uh, what is it? Feng Shui. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I I definitely appreciate uh, the changes that uh, my wife. I don't live in the same place where I was a bachelor, but she she makes a home definitely a nicer place to be. That's for sure. Yeah, right. (laughs) So what was the first thing to go? Was it the giant model stand in the middle of the living room? Yeah, so that had to go. um, I had the futon went shortly after. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got a, a proper couch. Excellent. Um, you know, it's one of those futons that folds up into a couch. Yeah. That left. And we got a, a proper dining table. Excellent. Yeah. Eventually, I, I had this little breakfast nook, and that turned into a nursery. Mm-hmm. And we had kids. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, now everything basically looks like a nursery. There's right. little, every nook and cranny is like a storage place for toys now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's excellent. So how many kids do you have? I have two. Excellent. Well, how, how old? I have a, a three-year-old and a five-year-old, a little boy and a little girl. Oh, wow. Nice. And, oh, uh, cool. Um, is your, so your five-year-old's in uh, elementary school? Uh, yeah, she is in, um, she's in kindergarten and my, my son is in 
3K. They they just uh, De Blasio, the mayor here, he just um, he started this new initiative where um, they he they have uh, pre-K for for three-year-olds and and they weren't going to have it in my district. It, 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 like this year is like the pilot the pilot system hmm. or not pilot. That's that's not the word. Uh, um, but it's the uh, beta testing. Uh, yeah, the beta testing of it, and and they weren't going to have it in mind until next year. Hmm. Uh, but the last the last minute they slid it in, and so my son went off to school, which is sad because like I remember, so they they have they they have pre K for four year olds that they've had for a year, yeah, or for years, and I remember when I put my daughter in that. I was just like, oh, four is just too little. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I thought, you know, maybe I'll just keep her in the house and, you know, um, put her in, put her in school uh, for kindergarten when right. she turns five. But yeah. we thought we'd try it out and see if she liked it, and she just thrived in it. And so yeah. when 3K came around, like my son's a year younger even than my daughter was. And I was like, right. see you, son. It's time. You're three now. It's time <laughs> to go out and be a man. Make your way, son. And, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's been it's been life-changing, basically. Like, right. like I had, uh, I had, like now I, I have like proper, studio time i feel like a, a grown-up because before i was like i was keeping crazy hours um because i was i was basically daddy daycare right in the day and then painter by night i think um, you mentioned that so, schedule to me one time and that sounded nuts so you were like starting painting at like 9 p.m or something Am I remembering? No, that so right? my okay. So my my wife would get home at six mm-hmm. in in the afternoon, and I would uh, I would start painting at probably. But depending on what I was painting, if I had a lot to paint, sometimes I would she would get home and we'd do the handoff. You know, I'd be with yeah. my kids all day in the day. She'd get home, we would do like the tag team wrestling handoff, and then I'd <laughs> go into the studio. Yeah. But typically, um, she would come home, we eat dinner together, and then I go into my studio at seven. Mm. And um, and then I would work like two o'clock was the earliest I ever went to sleep, but oftentimes it was like four or five in the morning. Good you know, uh, uh, when I was painting for, for a show um, or something, you know, I, I did... I did my, I had a one man show during that time. And like I did that whole, like that was my daily routine. Oh. Uh, so what like, time I are you getting also, up in the morning? Um, so I, I kind of conditioned my kids to sleep in <laughs> a little oh, bit. Nice. Um, and yeah. so they, well, well, one, my, my wife would get home at six and then, like they really, they should have gone to bed around eight or so, but yeah. if they go to bed at eight, then, then she yeah, only early. gets like two hours with them. Right. And so, and, and so like she would stretch that out to like nine or 10. Yeah. 
And so, but I was good with that because then they would sleep in until right. nine or ten the next morning. Right. So, uh, nine thirty was was typical, but but still, so, if I, you know, with that, if I'm if I'm going to bed at four and they're getting up at ten, <laughs> that's still six hours. Six but, is uh, not bad, but let's say you know you're going to bed at five thirty and they're up at nine nine thirty. <laughs> That yeah. sounds rough. And, and, well, and, and, and plus 10 wasn't all, like sometimes I'd go to bed at, you know, 4.30. Yeah. And, and they would get up at like 7. And, and right. that would that would be right. pretty devastating. Yeah. But that that was atypical. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, for the most part, that worked. For, for a while, I was trying to, because my daughter always slept in late, like, she would um, like when she was a baby before we had two. She yeah. would sleep in until like eleven thirty sometimes, Whoa. which was unheard of. Like everyone, <laughs> everyone talks about how their baby wakes them up at six, but yeah, yeah she was a sleeper. Wow. And so when, when I first started, I would I would wake up at like six in the morning, paint six until eleven thirty, eleven eleven thirty whenever she woke up. Yeah, that's not and bad. you know so I could. I could get, you know, a healthy amount of, of painting time in. Yeah. But but then um she started to that that didn't become as uh, maintainable cuz sometimes she'd wake up like I would just start painting and she would wake up and so right. I'd have to you know, I'd be turning the form on something and <laughs> I'd be an hour in and uh, I'd just have to wipe it off and uh, and uh yeah. Or or else I I also found like I would try and do both where I would like I was kind of selling it both when I was doing that. It was like yeah. I would Yeah. It's I, hard, would, I mean uh, I I I was spelling it being a dad and spelling at being <laughs> a painter. <laughs> Cuz like I I would like set her down in her little jumpy thing and try and paint. Yeah. And and so I'm like neglecting her and like neglecting my painting. So th- in the end, it became the better thing was to just separate them. When I was a yeah. dad, I was a dad. And when I was a painter, right. I was a painter. Yeah. No, I've found the same thing that I've definitely tried to tried to do both at the same time. But yeah, like you said, you, you end up definitely end up failing at both. And plus my daughter just will. She just can't take it. If I there's no way that I can be in the studio while she's sort of up and about, it's just not gonna happen. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just no. Yeah, she's just not gonna let it happen. Uh, so any painting that I do, she's got to be out of the house or asleep. There's just no way. Um, but I think I don't know. She's yeah. four. I there's got to be a time coming pretty soon to where. Well, I don't know how soon, but hopefully sooner than later. To where you know I could actually paint, and maybe she can be in the room in the studio with me, and and kind of keep herself busy. I don't know. I'll do that sometimes, like because because yeah. now I, um, you know, I'll be painting in, in the morning. My, now my my kids get out at two twenty is when they have to pick up my son, and then my daughter's like two thirty-five. Okay. And so I, I'll now. <sighs> I'll paint from uh, um, 
oh, I usually get them off to school at eight. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm at my easel at eight. Like sometimes I'll get my palette set up um, while they're getting ready. Um, and then I could jump in right at eight and, and paint until um, my, my alarm goes off at two ten, telling me it's time to, okay. to, to go get them. And, uh, are you walking them so, to school but, every morning? Uh, my wife walks them to school. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. And then, so you, and then so you can just up. set up and start working. Yeah. Nice. And then, uh, but, but sometimes I'm right in the middle of something. And, and so then I'll just come home and we'll all go in the studio and I have an easel set up for them oh, and cool. they, they'll paint along and I'll, you know, maybe get another hour's oh, work in, but up, usually yeah. I just stop. Yeah. Right. At, yeah. I, 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 I manage my time sufficiently where right. I can, I'm, I'm finishing around two, but sometimes I don't manage it well enough. Yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of thinking about, um, are you, when you sit down at the easel, are you, I would imagine you're planning out like, okay, this is, I want to accomplish this in this session and maybe that'll take me right up to two o'clock or maybe that'll take me till, you know, one forty-five. <clears throat> are you sort of cutting yeah. it off whenever you sort of accomplish that? particular thing for yeah. the most part yeah, yeah. that's yeah that's, okay. that's what i'll do yeah i have like little mini goals right and uh sometimes i'll overshoot it and just kind of wipe down a little section that i don't quite finish right um right but but yeah I'm just trying to do the mini goals. so are you are you committed to being a new yorker long term i mean you've been there for a while already but i know it's i mean i i can't imagine having small kids in new york city but where are you, um, how are you feeling yeah yeah i uh i guess you you're uh, sort of getting over that hump maybe of having like really small yeah kids. um yeah we, yeah so we've just gotten to the point where it gets easy but you know i i guess our our uh a our uh, you, you know kind of our fork in the road was when they they um turned uh, when they turned kindergarten and like you know what was the school system going to be like yeah um and we really like her school um that she cool. that she's um, she got into a, a new school for next year. We like her school she's in now, um, but like she, she got into this nice school up at Columbia. Oh and, wow! Uh, awesome. And uh, was that one of those you have to sort of test into, or? Yeah. 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 It's it's funny with New York. It's like 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 in I grew up in like southern Utah. Yeah. And it was just like you go to this, you go to the school that you go to, right? Because it's right around the corner or whatever. Yeah. And but in New York, it's always like the the pasture or the the grass is always greener on the other side type of thing. It's like oh, is my kid in the best school? Yeah. You know, is like because like you really have to like kind of box people out and elbow your way into any given school, and it's like yeah. a lot of hoops to jump through, and yeah, and um. Um, but yeah, we're, we're happy here. My, my wife 
is really excelling in her career. Nice. Um, I'm, I'm loving working at, at the GCA and just like, just like being in New York, um, around your peers, yeah. you know, and, 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 and like going and to some show and be, getting inspired by, by different people. Sure. Um, yeah. I got someone at the door. Okay. <laughs> uh, just <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's okay. okay. Uh, pest control. <laughs> Not today. Not today. <laughs> um. So, what is your role at the uh, Grand Central Atelier now? Um. How much time are you there? My role. Um. So I am there. Uh, so I I teach in the core program twice a twice a week, um, which I really could do. Um, I really could do because I, I I just do two mornings, which I okay. say I really should change that. So I'm just doing one day in yeah. the week. Yeah. Um, like an eight hour day instead of two fours. Right. But it just worked out better. So I, we didn't have to get someone to b- pick up our kids from school. Oh, well, yeah. Right. And so, um, but the, the sad thing about that is I, I, there's two studio days rather than one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so next year I might reconsider that and get, um, get a, a babysitter to go pick yeah. them up. Yeah. So um, is that is that but, is that three K thing? Is that uh, like a public part of the public school system there? Yeah. Wow. So you're so you're totally saving on childcare now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh like, my gosh, that's huge. Um. Yeah. We. Uh, yeah. It's it's very very fortunate like you, you can't get that anywhere we we had actually been talking about like moving out of the city right and like it it was like that that was one of the factors was just like well i mean we're just gonna have to pay so much more child care yeah. <laughs> anywhere else yeah um and uh um oh and and then at the gca i also teach a um a Saturday class where I'm there all day. Is that the portrait um, class or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then so, the other uh, yeah, two days. Te- Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah. And then I'm teaching figure the other two days. Okay. Is that the painting room or, or drawing and painting? Um, so I, I do drawing and painting. I, I teach the first years and the third. Uh, well, actually right now I'm teaching the, first years and the second years uh-huh. um i was i was teaching the third and fourth years um <laughs> but they 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 have this new initiative uh-huh. where they um uh, um they are doing these multi-figural paintings oh wow and uh um you know jacob is working Jacob Collins yeah. is working on um, some some paintings in his studio. 
at the, and like, at his home studio or, or at uh, does he have a studio at, at Grand Central? No, well, he did have a studio at Grand Central for a little bit, but yeah, th- this is just at his uh, um, studio over on 69th. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's working on a couple big commissions, and and he liked the idea of incorporating that into the curriculum. And so, oh wow, the third and fourth years are doing these multi-figural compositions, but they're um. They are doing it without a model, and Whoa. like Will, uh, Will St. John and I were were teaching the third and fourth years, uh-huh. and like we, like we heard about this when we were doing critique. Like, like wait, what? We're not going to have a model, and we <laughs> we had no, <laughs> we had no idea. Like, um how we were going to run that class. And so, yeah. so we, we bailed on that. And, and Baus, Anthony Baus, uh, um, took over that class cause he is yeah. kind of his thing. Yeah. So how's what's the process and, uh, like then? Um, so they are, they're doing a, a lot of like thumbnail, conceptual thumbnails, uh, of you know the, they come up with their idea they draw out their their concept and then um you know different compositions different lighting but all of this from their imagination wow. and uh and then they will then they start to bring in uh different aspects uh, or the, i think i think they're bringing in models to like oh, I need some feet, and then the, the, mm. the model will pose for them, and they and they have different casts and things, and so they're okay. Um, yeah, I, I poke my head in every now and again to see <laughs> um, where they're where they're at. But I mean, they just started that this month, and uh, they're going to do that for the next two months. So is that the way? Oh, okay. Is that the way that that Jacob's doing his uh, commission, or is that where this kind of came from? Is it? Is that he's developing his that way and so he wanted people at Grand Central to be able to to, to do the same kind of thing yeah oh wow interesting I wonder if that's something we'll ever get to see from Jacob or I'm guessing probably not since it's a commission yeah yeah I don't know I, I, he's, you have I've to be seen, our man on um, the inside I, I've seen them they're pretty cool yeah they're um, yeah there, he's he's just done like the color studies for what he's doing, and he's submitting that to the client. But they're mm-hmm. they're pretty cool. So, how many figures? Um, one of them is just two figures, and the other, I think there was uh, four or five. Cool. Yeah. Nice. So kind of. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, that I, I I kind of find that interesting, or that's something that I I liked about the GCA is it kind of seems to be like this free flowing yeah thing, which is never you know, you know it's never just one thing. It has like this basic um, pedagogy, I guess. Yeah. But then it's 
you, you know, there's kind of a communal brain there where like one person will get interested in something and there's like right. huge, like wildfire effect. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you, like you noticed that there was like the, the, you know, Scott Waddell era where, right. you know, his, like his form concept and, um, light on form, you know, physics of light, Mm-hmm. Uh, just really was like wildfire running rampant through, yeah. and th- and that I mean that always remains that that fingerprint always remains, but then something else will will catch fire, you know. And then, um, you know, uh, Colleen got very interested in in anatomy and structure, and and that kind of right. Um, caught fire and now that you know they have like the the monthly structure pre that they do there and then uh you know baus anthony baus got really into perspective and and doing uh these multi-figural paintings and you know that catches fire and and Mm -hmm. it's just like um but you know all these things happen and and the like but usually it's really inspired by one person and like their um, passion is contagious and, right. and, um, and just influences everything. Yeah. I remember that, you know, Jacob would come in one day and be, not that it would happen, you know, in the middle of the night where he gets some wild hair, but he'd, you know, over a, a little period of time, he'd start getting excited about a certain idea. And then, um, you know, he'd, he'd br- kind of bring that into the studio and that would sort of kind of take over for a little while. People would get really excited about that thing. And um, that sounds like that's, that's sort of happening on a wider scale uh, now with, with Grand Central and, and sort of all the, um, uh, instructors and everybody are, are there still yeah. a, th- a thing where like um are people still maintaining their uh kind of personal studios there sort of after they graduate yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> how big of a th- how big of a deal is that for sort of the overall kind of um just vibe of the place and and i would imagine that's a really cool thing for you know the first year students to a situation for them to walk into and see people creating, you know, finished works of art. No. Yeah. I, th- I think that's great. Like, I mean, that, that, that was always, um, like, you know, back in, in the water street days that, that seemed to be a problem where, uh, people would graduate and then be like, yeah. I'm not, not everyone, of course, but it, it but but that's a hard transition where it's like you you're painting from the model every day and yeah. then all of a sudden you're you're just in your studio yep and and it's hard to maintain that um that that fire that energy and so it's easy to uh to i mean so then you follow oh, I'll just go back to bartending or whatever you know and right and uh, and, and so it, it is nice because it, it, there is this transitional feel where it's like, okay, so now I've done the the, the student thing. Let me, I'm going to do what Dell's doing or Savannah's yeah. doing or, or Bouse or Justin Wood. And 
you, you know, and they, you can go into their studios, you see what they're working on. They're, they're you know, they're working for a, a one-man show. Um, you know, Devin's in, always back with some amazing uh, still life or something. Yeah. And, yeah. and and you just see, you kind of learn, like, the, uh, just the work ethic of it, but also the, the, uh, there's a lot of the, the business side of it you know oh get... yeah that's something that was um and that yeah that was something that was missing i think was just like because i used to i remember um you know it was it was uh nick hiltner and sam was who are kind of the you know elder statesman when i was there and they you know they left maybe a few months after i started right so it was always i whenever i would see them i'd be like oh what are you you know what are you working on? How's it going? You know? And, um, but to be able to see, I think that's, that's pretty valuable for, for the young ones to be able to see what people are doing on a daily basis when, when they're not, you know, just coming to school, you know, just having to, yeah, then just having to kind of make it happen. Um, and then you guys, uh, there's also the, the gallery space there now, right is that still happening yeah okay how yeah. how successful has uh, that been i mean have, have people been able to to has that been kind of helpful for people to transition are they able to sell their work out of there like it seems like a tough thing to start to start a gallery like that um there is i mean they don't really have that many shows okay. there uh i mean they, they did it first and uh the uh, like like I remember Colleen curated one, and like she had like a lot of like um she uh, like just really That's great so artists but, yeah 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 the, the self portrait yeah I was you know, yeah, yeah must have been a great show and, and 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 I felt like that really had the feel of uh of you know, not not necessarily a, a GCA gallery, but like a New York gallery. Oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah, because they they and, invited uh, she invited people from from outside, maybe people who not necessarily would be associated with with kind of the the Grand Central aesthetic or or something. It seemed a little bit of a wider net. Yeah, cast yeah, and I, and I thought that was good. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, and Colleen has really exquisite taste, and so like, like, just like the fact that she was inviting them, like, made you like look at it and, and go like, mm -hmm. yeah, sure. Um, there, there, there must be something here, and, and there t usually was something there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then they last year for some reason they they just didn't have many shows they need to get like a gallery director or someone who's really gung-ho about promoting shows and yeah it's kind of been run by the pushing by it. the students there right yeah 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 it's just but like yeah, i think I, I mean you've got to have somebody who's just all about it full-time yeah but, but when when they give it to an individual artist like they give it colleen did a show where she curated it uh, Justin did a show where he curated it and like 
the the artist like takes kind of responsibility for it and like really pushes it, makes it a good show. Yeah. Um, uh, Katie Whipple has a show that she's doing. Uh, I think next month. Oh, cool. And um, I, I'm I'm excited for that. So like, uh, I I think those shows are much more successful when when one artist kind of puts his his or her name on it and mm. says yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm curating this. This is, um, you know, these are the artists I like. Come and see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it becomes also a, a kind of an expression of that, that curator too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Cool. Um, so what's, what's going on in your studio right now? What do you, what do you got going? Are you working towards, uh, something particular or what's, what's happening? Uh, I am, I'm kind of ramshackle right now. Like I, I, I have like, like, a, I'm looking around my studio right now and I have four different projects going right now. I have five actually. Yeah. <laughs> then I see that. Up. <laughs> I'm kind of, I got a still life going. Cool. I have a portrait. Um, you know, you know the Haitian series. There's one last one that I yeah. I haven't done a Haitian um, painting in years, but there's one that kind of was lingering in my mind. You know, I've done all these studies and yeah, and I didn't quite get to all of them that I wanted to do, um, but then this one, I I decided to pull this one out and, and finish it nice um and, and so like it, it's it's basically done there's some things that i still want to fix but that's on an easel yeah. doing a little portrait commission that's on an easel I have a self-portrait on an easel cool and a still life yeah. nice. so what was the process for those those haitian paintings like how much time did you spend there were you kind of doing studies and everything like yeah. So I I um I went down there. W one of my buddies had um from from high school had gone down there. Um, at, you know, right after that uh, that earthquake in Haiti in like yeah. 2010. Yeah. And and um, he he had been given money to go down and. Uh, uh, to kind of see what good he could do. Right. And uh, like a, a philanthropist had given him some money and he went down and it was kind of like feeding different organizations. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, some financial aid. And then he, he came across the, 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 this orphanage that had been, they had been in Port-au-Prince and their school had crumbled. And so they had just kind of relocated out in the countryside and they were just like living in a field, basically. Oh gosh! Uh, like a like a cow pasture. Oof. And he ended up like finding or kind of investing in that. You know, he bought the land and and uh, and started building like schools and dormitories and 
you know, a latrine. They were, they were just living in a tent and there wasn't any running water or electricity, oh yeah. which was a, you know, at, at the time there was like cholera outbreaks and whatnot. And so like water was like, you know, such a yeah. vital part of life, it just, you know, for the cleanliness state. And, uh, and so, and, and he had been kind of selected for that job because he had a, an interest in like, sustainable uh sustainable type of building that's that you can like you you take the you could build these houses yourself with like the materials around and they were like earthquake friendly and oh wow and so there's um, some some like plans that he that people would just take and 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 build from yeah yeah wow yeah, yeah, yeah. He had taken, yeah. He he had been heavily researching that, yeah. and um, and uh, and that was why he was approached for this particular job. Uh-huh. So, so he went down, built, started building the housing, and and then he called. He was like my high school buddy, and cool. so he called my group of friends and was like, "Hey, guys, you got to come down and and." Uh, see this and help out yeah. you know it's pretty it'll be a life-changing experience and right. so um i had just gotten married i went down with my wife and a group of my friends from high school and we uh we like, did like a fundraiser and kind of helped with the building we didn't do much building because we, we were just there for like a, a week that first trip yeah and yeah while we were there um I would do little sketches and whatnot yeah. of the kids. And then, and then I returned a couple of years later and I, um, I taught some, uh, this was with a, a another friend who he, he's a doctor and he, he does kind of a, a doctors without borders type of thing where he goes down and educates the, He's a neurologist and he educates oh, the doctors. Wow. Oh, cool. Um, he, he specializes in epilepsy and and um, he, he goes down and teaches these seminars. Oh. And uh, But while he was down there, he also started a school. And so I went down with him one year and taught art to at his school. Oh, nice. And, uh, and again, took, you know, did a lot of sketching and, yeah. uh, you know, I, and uh so are these your a lot of the a lot of the paintings done of of your students there yeah cool okay nice yeah and yeah so i took that turned that into um um a series of paintings yeah and those were a lot of those are sold or or at least shown at arcadia right uh-huh. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had um it, it was like the the second to last show before Arcadia left New York. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Which I was so happy that I slid in before they they yeah. left. Yeah, for sure. Um So are you still it, working with them? Was, uh yeah. Okay. Nice. I um I'm uh Bell you know, ask for a painting for a group show or whatnot. Yeah. 
yeah. every now and then. That's cool. Wow, it's such a high profile yeah. gallery. That's great. Yeah. Um, those, yeah, those Haitian, those Haitian portraits were were something that really kind of, I mean, from from sort of the outside looking in, were something that really seemed like they kind of put you on the map, along with like your yeah. the your self portraits. Um, was that what? What would you say was more? Um, I don't know, more kind of instrumental in 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 kind of raising your profile or. Um, which kind of came first? Was it the, was it the self portraits or the? Um. Yeah, yeah, the self portraits came first. I I did that. Um, I did a. You know, and, and the self portraits started just as. Um, I I needed. I was doing a a multi figure old biblical piece. Uh-huh. And um and it was uh um John remember John Forkner? Yeah. The model? Yeah. He, he I I was uh I was having him pose for the angel and then the body of Christ. Right. I think I remember then, that. Yeah. And uh he, you know, he was really clean shaven at the time, and and uh, <laughs> so I did. I did like all the painting of the the ain or the you know the drawing and some painting studies for the angel, and then I was, I was working on the figure, and I was I was going to use uh, one of uh, Mark. I can't remember his last name. He, he was a sculptor. Oh from, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mark Porter. He, he was, yeah, Mark Porter. Um, I, I was going to use him for my Jesus painting. <laughs> yeah, he, he had a beard, and, yeah. and it seemed like he, he would be a good fit. But it, it, he just he looked very Nordic or something, but like a Viking, <laughs> <laughs> more more than more than a than Jesus. And yeah. so, um, so then I started to use. John Forkner as Jesus, and and I think he he really wanted like it was like he was auditioning for the role, <laughs> and was like offended I I hadn't asked him to be Jesus because I think he's a religious guy, <laughs> and um, okay, and, and John, so, like, you when... can be Jesus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want to um, be Jesus. Come on. <laughs> and so. Like when I said that, I was like, you know what? You actually make a pretty good Jesus after all. And uh, I, he was just delighted. But he didn't have much of a beard at the time. And so I needed a beard study. And I had a beard. And so I, um, I, I painted that first self-portrait as a beard study for Jesus. And then it was, it was turning out um, better than, than expected. So then I... I decided yeah. that I, I would, I just threw on a shirt and tie, like he see Bouguereau do or something, you yeah. know, one of those nineteenth century right. portraits, <laughs> and uh, I, I turned that into my first self portrait, and then, um, and that ended up winning that international salon over in Texas, that, yeah. uh, the the greenhouse. You were in that as well, yeah, that yeah. greenhouse. 
Yeah, I got um, to see that. Got to see that at the show there. It was cool. And yeah, I think uh, Daniel Green was a judge that year, and it was yeah. like, you know, my my first attempt at like as a professional getting my name right. out there. Yeah. I, I think I was still a student actually when I did that painting. I was in my last year. Wow. Um, at, yeah. at the GCA, but it was like my first uh, taste of success, I guess. Yeah, that was a cool um, show because you were there. I think Angela Cunningham had some work in there. Todd Casey. Yeah. I had a couple paintings. It was kind of yeah, that was kind of cool to see. Like you know, we were all sort of just making our first moves out of out of school. But yeah, you you were definitely the uh, the star of that show. Your face yeah. was the star of that show. My my brooding <laughs> self portrait face. <laughs> It was so funny to see because it was just like Greg is just hanging out with us here at the show. Just like your face was just sitting on. I think they had, they had it on like a, a kind of a nice desk that was in the in the gallery there. And it was just like, hey Greg, how's it going? <laughs> well, you know, I, I've I've done so many self portraits over the years. Like I in college. I did, um, yeah, uh, I, I went to school in Southern Virginia and I, I took like every art class, like every like life drawing class that you could take. And then I took them again and like, yeah. it just like, I kind of maxed out on, on those classes that I could take. And so then <laughs> they, they, they just kind of made your own curriculum and said, okay, this is, painting you know they just give it a name and let me do whatever i wanted so like i i i would try and get my friends to sit for me because i was also a college student in core yeah and uh and until a few of my friends sat for me for those classes but for the most part um they realized how much time it took and yeah <laughs> and would bell on me and uh <laughs> And so, like, when when I couldn't get anyone to post on me, I would just do a self-portrait. Yeah. And so, like, my, my like, last semester there, it was like I I had it set up where, um, I guess it was my last year there. Like, I did, I would do a, um, a, a morning self-portrait. And a, and then I'd go to lunch and I'd do an afternoon self-portrait. Awesome. And then I, I was wrestling at the time, and then I'd go to wrestling practice, and I'd get out of wrestling practice, and it was uh, dark. So then I'd go back to the studio and do one under artificial light. Yeah. And so, and then wow. you know, I, I'd always. If ever I got a model, I would just wouldn't do my self-portrait. Yeah. <laughs> but on any given day, I was I was working on three self-portraits. Wow. I, my my studio at that school, um, my, my my studio was Cy Twomley's studio. Do you know oh, Cy wow. Twomley? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he uh, he actually came to my studio one time, um, kind of give me a cr critique. Cool. On my work. Um, what did he say? Do you remember? It, it, um, 
said, I was, my cell porches were too brooding. Or <laughs> 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 something, something of that sort. That's funny. <laughs> um, Did you crack a smile? But I ended up, I ended up selling those, uh, those self portraits. Like in my, my senior show, I, I had a show and then a gallery approached me and they were like, Hey, can we have a, um, can we move these self portraits to our gallery? And so we moved them there wow. and they, they all sold. And so like my oh. face is riddled <laughs> the, the Virginia countryside. <laughs> You're the most famous man in Virginia. You're the new George Washington in uh, Virginia. I'm the new George Washington. <laughs> Your face hangs in more houses than George Washington today in Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> but it sounds like it's a very vain endeavor, but really it's just a matter of like, I needed a model. No, I know, was always yeah. there. Yeah, no, exactly. It's totally... Uh, it's like, I mean, it's a way that I sort of view still life work is it's like, look, this thing's ready for me whenever I'm ready to work. It's, it's waiting for me. It's the same, you know, <clears throat> nice to have that immediacy where you don't have to uh, deal with someone else's schedule or you don't have to pay someone else. Yeah. So that, um, you had a lot of success with, um, one of your self portraits with the portrait society. Is that right? Did you, was it a first prize or a grand prize? You want something big there, right? Um, I, uh, oh yeah, I won the, um, <laughs> yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I won the, um, the, uh, members, the portrait society members, uh, annual self-portrait or it's not even annual they have a, a self-portrait competition every five years or something okay and uh, awesome but it, it, um i uh yeah i won first place in it nice so how big how like how instrumental has would you say the portrait society has been to your success so far like would you is that something you'd really recommend people kind of putting energy into trying to um, you know, trying to win that contest or trying to sort of place in that contest? Like, do you see a lot of, um, I don't know, did you get commissions off of that or, or can you attribute sales to, to, uh, having success there? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, they were kind of, kind of root back to a lot of my early success, which like kind of like, led to my like overall success right yeah and uh they um yeah so like the very first time i entered that they um i you know i won a, a prize in in the uh annual international competition uh -huh. and but but more than that like someone saw saw it in a magazine that painting called me up or called the Portrait Society. Yeah, gave them my number, and, they, and he called me, and, and he bought it. Oh, um, wow. awesome! So, so you know, I sold a a painting like from my first one, 
where I didn't have to split it with the gallery. You know, I didn't oh, lose gosh, the that's so nice. The gallery. Yeah. And, and but on, on top of that, then that led to, um, like Arcadia Contemporary saw that in, uh-huh. in a magazine, and cool. And they they contacted me about um, showing with them, and so like, um, yeah. So just like that, just that one show led to a, a lot of new opportunities. Wow. Yeah, that's so. That sounds like it's definitely definitely worth it to put some some energy yeah. into it for for everybody else. Um, I you know I, I kind of like I remember looking back at. Like, right, you know, we were talking about that kind of awkward time right after you graduate. Yeah. And and at the time, like, the GCA didn't have that transitional um, place because we were down on that little uh, little space on 44th Street. Right. And, and, and they didn't have the studio. So, like, there wasn't a lot of pomp and circumstance when you finished, right? It was just like, you shut up one day and then... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then you yeah. can show up the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, I, I remember like thinking, like, because there were people that had graduated just before me that were having success. Like, um, and then there are other people that weren't necessarily having success. And I was kind of looking at, what were the successful people doing? Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, I'd look at their CVs on their websites and then kind of try and follow in their, in their footsteps. Yeah. You know, kind of like pretend like you're more famous than you are. Right. Right. You know, like, <laughs> like, yeah. like Load up you, you want people to, to, to think you're, an authority. Right. Right. And, and, and so I was like, well, what, what have they done? And, and so like, like, I think Patty Watwood was who I was looking at, who had just yeah. entered the, uh, she, she had been a finalist in, in the portrait society. And, um, and so I ended it because she had, which, um, you know, I, I was, and I think Dan Thompson had been involved in the portrait society. Yeah. So like, I, I just looked at, other people's path and I was like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to follow in their footsteps until, um, until I'm, I'm kind of making my own prints. Yeah. Yeah. I, I noticed that they had things like, like there, there are a few things that the, the successful people all had in common. One was that they were, through being recognized in their, like winning competitions and, and things like that. They were being published in, in articles. Right. Uh, they, or in, in books or magazines, they were, they were, a lot of them were teaching. Uh, they were in, um, important galleries. Right. And so I was like, I was like, okay, what, what do I need to do? check those four things off my off my list nice and then they just they um they kind of all started happening for me and and basically it all started happening after that first portrait society yeah i mean would you say like 
if someone's trying to check those boxes, um, <clears throat> it's kind of like, sort of like what you just described. I mean, I feel like those things happen sort of, um, you have to make some kind of splash with your work and then those dominoes kind of start falling. Like, yeah. Uh, like, I don't know that you could, you could, I guess you could, but I don't know how much success you'd have just in trying to just go, okay, I'm going to go get on a book. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess you could, but I feel like, I feel like it, it happens more the way you described it is, is, you know, it starts with making great work and then those, those sort of things kind of follow. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, I, I'm, I, uh, I'm sure there are people who've gone the other route, but I don't know. It seems like, a... yeah. You, I, I studied with a guy named William Whitaker. Who, yeah. He just passed away last year. I think oh. it was last year. Maybe it's two years. Um, but he, I remember him talking about, you know, cause he, he would take on these students and then they would, um, They'd be like, okay, Bill, what do I need to do to like get in a gallery now? And like, I have, I have the, these two paintings. Should I approach a gallery? And he was always like, they, they're not going to be able to do anything with two paintings. Right. <laughs> and, right. Uh, and and uh, he's like, like he he talked about how he always liked to have, be like a year ahead, on yeah. On, on painting so he would just like crank out work so that he if anyone ever wanted to show he'd go well yes as a matter of fact i do have this body of work yeah yeah that's interesting there was there was um uh so another i'm gonna be releasing soon uh, uh another interview that i recently did uh with uh, this artist named jazz knight and he was saying kind of the same thing where a potential collector you know visited his studio and he he didn't have much, you know, they, like they wanted, they came there to buy, they really wanted to buy. And, and, uh, he just hadn't had, hadn't produced much yet. And they were just like, well, you know, give me a call when you got some artwork here, you know? And so he, so yeah. he really took that on. It was just like, you know, I, okay, I've just got to be producing just all the time because somebody shows up here and wants to buy something, they got to see, you know, they want to see a lot of work and, and, and potentially buy a lot of work. So, yeah, he said it sounded like uh, he, he really took that on and was like, OK, that's, <laughs> you know, I have to have inventory to show people all the time. But, you know, the other side of that, I guess, is is um, if you're super successful and people are buying that inventory, you may not at any one time have a lot to show somebody. Yeah. But you know that's a good problem to have, I guess. You, if if that's where you're at, then then you don't need to worry about <laughs> the other part of it. I yeah, guess. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I, I think, that, you know, I think that's a that. good lesson, though. To you know, to just like even if maybe maybe nothing necessarily is happening in the moment as far as sales or whatever, I think it's a a good lesson that you know, no matter what, you have to just sort of keep producing. Yeah. Well, you know, I I, I did uh, the the first term critiques uh -huh. um, in in December um, with uh, you know at, at the GCA, 
and I found it interesting, like the 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 students that are really excelling, they were just like they they were bringing so much work. <laughs> it was like like because the the critique setup is that they um, they bring in all all the work that they've done over the semester, and yeah. you line it all up, all the drawings, all the paintings, and like. Yeah, some of those guys are just prolific. Yeah, uh, guys and girls. Yeah, where you know they're, and and you could just tell like the the amount of, of passion that they're taking, like you know the the morning classes, the the night classes, uh, you know the afternoon classes, and so they're they're just like producing a lot. Where others would come in with like you know just a handful of paintings. Yeah, and. Uh, but the the um, and the ones that like brought in tons of work, like not all of it was like knockout stuff, but right. there were some some really standout pieces in that, and it was like, uh, but it, it was a little inspiring to me, in like just where. like when we were describing my studio a moment ago, I was like, man, I need to be producing. A lot more. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, some of these passionate kids that are, <laughs> um, like, working so hard. And so, like, that's why in my studio right now, I just have, like, four easels <laughs> yeah. different stuff on. Yeah, no, that's the best. I mean, I mean, um, it's a chore to kind of, I think you're, you know, you're definitely more likely to be, to keep that stuff going if it's sort of out on an easel already where the, you know, it's a chore to kind of switch these things out or, or kind of have the, you know, I'm doing, I'm finding myself doing a lot of, cause I'm sort of, I'm teaching private students out of my studio here too. And it's not a huge space. So it's, it's, it's a little bit frustrating cause I'm, I'm doing a lot of, uh, you know, I'll have a, a, a kind of a station set up for a painting that I'm working on. And then that sort of has to be torn down to, uh, you know, make space for the students. Uh, so there's a lot of back and forth. So if you can definitely have, you know, stuff set up, ready to work on whenever whenever you have the, the time to do it, I think that definitely more conducive to producing more work. Just, yeah. You know, as little kind of transition time as you can have to, to being in the process of working, obviously the better. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So how big is your space now? It's is it just like a bedroom at your at, you know in your apartment? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not very big. I have um um yeah, it's 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 the biggest room in the apartment. <laughs> nice. Um yeah. And and uh it's got a Murphy bed in there. Oh cool. Yeah. And um so, like, we we only have a, a two bedroom apartment, and so we um, I end up sleeping in here. Or my wife and I sleep in here. Oh Just wow! Pull the Murphy okay. bed down. Yeah, cool. And then, yeah. Uh, two kids are in the other bedroom. Yeah. Model stand in the living room. <laughs> yeah, pajama pants on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, that's cool. So what what's the um, are these works that you're making right now um, just sort of potential things for Arcadia or you mentioned uh, uh, you mentioned one commission, um, but are the others kind of just sort of things you're producing that that could be available for if someone invites you like Arcadia to a show? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I show with a, a, a few galleries. Okay. Yeah. What are the other galleries? Uh, I show with Collins Gallery. Okay. And uh, Haynes Gallery. Oh, the where's the Haynes Gallery? They're in Nashville and okay. Maine. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. And the Collins, is that Massachusetts? Massachusetts, yeah. Okay. Cool. How do those galleries do? Are they are they doing pretty well for you? Um, they do okay. Yeah. Not not great. Yeah. Like they they uh I found I found like with art you kinda have to diversify your portfolio a little bit. You know, because it, <laughs> you'll have like very successful like gallery years and uh yeah and and then you'll you know and then, and then that'll teeter away and so it's, it's like you, you you need to have like several streams of income from, yeah yeah absolutely from from the art world yeah right and so um so like i i, I made uh a uh instructional video down the streamline um streamlined video you know so yeah yeah that's nice because you know i'll get like an, a monthly check from them oh that's awesome um yeah like with with the with the paintings out in the galleries i kind of think about them as just uncashed check you know it's like right like they're, they're not necessarily a monthly check but they might be you know yeah, and, right but, yeah it's kind of you know eventually eventually that money's going to come in yeah but you you just can't rely on it right and so you know you 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 have to have the, the gallery vein of of funding now i have the instructional video vein i've been uh I've recently signed with portraits inc oh nice um, okay yeah i wanted to ask you about that cool and uh you know and so you know i'd like to get some a uh, commissioned portrait vein of income coming in, uh-huh. and uh, and then teaching, of course. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's excellent. Um, so and, and also, and so, like you well, going along have, with teaching is the is the workshops, right? Oh yeah, and yeah, the workshops are great. Like, yeah. Um, and, and and you know, for for a while, I really cut back. Well, before I had kids, I was I was doing a lot of traveling and and workshops uh-huh. but then i really cut back on the workshops just because it just became too hard like because i was the child care provider right so if i go away to somewhere oh, yeah. you gotta pay somebody then like yeah and, and what we'd end up doing is we'd fly in like my parents or my um mother-in-law or something okay yeah and um, or we'd have to hire a, a, a babysitter, but like, 
really cut, cuts into how much you're making. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. um, and, and so it just become, it became easier just to do my workshops just at the GTA for a while. But this year right. with my son going into three K, I'm kind of branching out doing more workshops. Cool. And so, so what do you have this, planned? This year I'm going, uh, I am going to, uh, Vienna. Oh, awesome. In, in June. Nice. And, uh, what's the organization uh, that, that's inviting you out? One, uh, one of the, the students here at the GCA, um, had moved to, uh, a, yeah, he, he's, a, he's an artist. Um, and he moved out to Vienna. Cool. With his partner, and they started uh, um, an atelier out there. Oh, nice! And uh, it, it's a uh, this beautiful building. It's uh, uh, an old. I don't. Um, it had some military um, history to it, but it's yeah. like beautiful architecture. Um, but yeah, I'm going to, to go out and teach there in June. Cool. And um, and then I'm going to uh, London uh, with Nancy oh, and Travis. Awesome. At, at the at the Barnes Atelier. Yeah. Cool. And uh, I, I'm going there in December. Excellent. They seem to be doing um, really well. Yeah. Yeah. Barnes Barnes Atelier in London. Uh huh. That's awesome. Yeah. They. I mean, I see they're. I just see there's posts on social media. The work looks incredible. The stu- studio looks beautiful. That's that's really cool. Yeah, I just had I just had one of their students in a workshop that I taught uh, last or a couple weeks ago. Nice. Um, at, at the GCA, and and they um, they or she was really good. It yeah. Like they're, they're doing something right over it. Yeah. At the Barnes Atelier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In London, shout out. Uh-huh. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, really cool. Really cool. Yeah, I, I taught a uh, a Monsell workshop a couple weeks ago, which uh, like like strictly Monsell, which is kind of a, a fun turn of yeah event for me. Where like I, uh, you know, years ago I took a workshop from Graydon Parish, who's like the right the Munsell guru. Yeah. And it, it really changed the way I looked at painting, changed painting for me forever. Right. And I, I, I always, I mean, I always teach it a, a little bit in my workshop and incorporate it into like, you know, my, my portrait workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but this one I wanted to like really geek out and get out the Munsell books and make it some color charts. And, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it was kind of, it was fun. That's cool. I am. Um, was that in New York? But, but, yeah, that was here. Okay. I, yeah, in New York at the GCA. Cool. But there's something fun about doing a workshop that you haven't done before, right? Like. I yeah. Like so, I what, to, like, so generally, I, I would assume you're doing you're doing portrait or or self portrait workshops. Uh huh. Okay. And those are easy because I can just show up. You know, it's just like you. You're so used to it. Right. Um. You got so it. This is like I had to, like I I had to like 
figure out the best way to present it and make these charts. I'd made the charts before, but I hadn't, it'd been years and I had to like really like research and, and uh, just, just so that I could quickly, cause I also only had, I had, I had five days to do it. And, and the first two days we were just like geeked out with the Munsell chips. Yeah. Looking at them and we we're going to paint some spheres and, mm -hmm. and mix up some strings. And, and then, and then we were going to get in, then we got some figures and really applied them ourselves oh, wow. to the figures. And I felt really comfortable doing that with the figures, but it was like the, the technical side of it. And I was like, can I pull this off? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, but, uh, it, it went well, Nice. but it kind of felt fun. It felt like I was a student again. Yeah. Like researching it and, and, uh, just figuring out the, the, the most adequate adequate way to to get those ideas across. Yeah, that's that's cool, and and sort of from from like a uh, I guess a a business standpoint, you know, now you've sort of added something to your to your arsenal, I guess, is some, something that you could you know offer or go out to teach at other workshops. Yeah, 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 and I was excited about that. Yeah, do you uh, like how do you do you consciously think about that kind of a thing? I mean, it, you know, just like, um, I don't know. What's my question? I guess just how, how much do you sort of like think about like, okay, I've got this going, I've got that going, I've got, I've got the video, I'm scheduled for some workshops. Like, you know, what else can I, what else can I add to this? Or, or is it like, okay, this is, I'm kind of good right now. Things are, things are, rolling along and you know do you how much time do you spend trying to trying to build on top of i guess what you've you know what you have going right now kind of a strange um, question but <laughs> well i mean you're you're always trying to build and that's yeah. like that like but but there's I mean, if you get too much of one thing, it's going to take away from the other, right? And so, right. Um, yeah, that's yeah. Maybe that's a better question. Is like, um, are you are you happy with kind of the balance of things? How much time you're teaching? How much time you have in the studio? How much time you're? I mean, the video stuff's awesome because you do that and then it's over and you don't have to ever deal with it again. You just check this rolls in, right? But are yeah. you uh, kind of overall with your the the way you you know you're sort of balancing your time and your career? Are you are you happy with that, or would you like to do one thing more, one thing less? No, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, I felt like um, you know for for a while there, I was just teaching one workshop a year, just because it got too busy, uh -huh. and I definitely felt like. Um, I could, I could insert a few more throughout the year uh -huh. and, and, and be comfortable with that. And so then I, you know, I came up with like, well, maybe I'll teach a self-portrait workshop as well. And so I, I put that in the lineup and right. still felt like I could throw in one more. And so then I came up with the, the Munsell one. So when, um, you, then, when you decided that, when you say, Hey, Oh, maybe I can throw it in like a self-portrait. Are you then sort of marketing that to to potential places where you could do that or are you just kind of deciding, Oh, well I could do that. If somebody asks me to do a workshop, I'll, I'll, I'll pitch that. 
Um, Do you know what I mean? Well, initially, I, I was just uh, I was doing that for the Grand Central Atelier. Okay. Um, yeah. And just because I I felt like I was always like I always teach my portrait workshop every summer, but I I just felt like I I needed. I, I could do more yeah. in that realm. Right. And so I pitched into them. And now, now I could teach those, you know, when some other outside organization contacts me, I yeah. can teach any of those. Yeah. Um, and, but, but also, I mean, there's only like, so this year I'm teaching, um, what is that? Five workshops. And, I don't think I could do much more than that. Yeah. Right? Like maybe, maybe six, but that, like I definitely couldn't do it every month. Right. Because, right. Um, do you try like to I'm cluster a, those in the summer? I guess when, when, you know, there's a little bit more time, I guess from, um, does GCA take off for a summer or do they kind of have things going year round? Now? Yeah. Yeah. They, they take off during the summer. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, but they, I mean, they have summer workshops, right? And, right. Okay. But the core, right. the core program, yeah. and yeah, got it. Yeah, and so yeah, and and they have a they have it like kind of booked throughout the entire summer of you know, um, so core ends and then that next week, uh, you know, core ends on a Friday and then that next Monday, they have a workshop starting, yeah. and then it goes throughout the summer, and. uh and um, man, I, I, I was going somewhere with that. Um, oh, but 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 also like teaching. The, there's this little stretch after I when I first graduated, where I wasn't teaching, and I was just in my studio painting all the time. Yeah, and there was. There's there's a little I don't, I don't know if lonely is the word I want to use but yeah you know, that, so it's lonely you know it was like um, like my I just would get like cooped up like um, you know telemarketers always talk about how the worst person to call is a is an artist or like a graphic designer <laughs> you know because they they get them on the phone and they're like oh. Where are you calling from? You know, <laughs> and then they they're, they're like out. so starved for human contact yeah. that that they hey wait don't go let them off the, the line yeah <laughs> totally where are you going and like um my my wife would come home and I was like a puppy at the door like <laughs> yeah. it was just like <laughs> hey hey how was um. How was how was your day? What what's going on? Like and then, you know, I was like running circles around her and like she, I and I, I didn't allow her that decompression time. And after <laughs> I was I was really doing a lot of jujitsu at the time, and so she would say, "Hey, why don't you why don't you go to jujitsu for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> go fight somebody for a minute. <laughs> yeah, you need. It looks like you have a lot of energy. Why don't you go and and get that out and then." Then we can talk. <laughs> yeah, you could stop licking so, my but, face and you go beat somebody up. Exactly. <laughs> and, and so, um, but, yeah, that's a much better feeling though than like you know 
when you don't get enough studio time and kind of, um, you know, you might be a little bit frustrated with uh, the people that you live with. That's that's not a good thing, you know. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've you know I think everybody's probably experienced that too. But I've I've you know I I love that when when you know you get enough time in the studio and then people come home and it's like oh this is awesome you know yeah that, yeah that's, totally. that's a good feeling that's fun um but teaching is nice because it, it kind of abates that feeling for me because yeah. i i can go and and talk to like-minded people you know right. other artists right and uh, talk about stuff i care about and 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 it was nice too because he got me out of the house from yeah. wh- where if if I'm not talking if I, if I'm not teaching there for a while I was only talking to toddlers right. <laughs> <laughs> you know because I was with my kids all day and so mm. like teaching was nice yeah um to to get me out of the house but yeah. but there's also a balance there like for for years I just taught one day a week and it, that was great. Like, right. It was like yeah. the perfect amount. Right. And then they, then they like, then I started teaching twice a week. And now I'm teaching three days a week, which is borderline too much. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, um, um, which sounds like a ridiculous thing. Well, like, but when everyone... you consider that it's sort of like, it's, it's a part of your, I mean, we're our, the job we have is so unique because, you know, we don't show up to one place Monday through Friday, like like you were talking about. You know, it's sort of we have to sort of get have these kind of different revenue streams and like, you know, I I know what you're saying. It sounds a little bit ridiculous, but maybe maybe to someone who's not who's not in it. But when you consider that, it's just it's just a part of you know your your work uh yeah i don't know i don't know exactly how to how to put it but you know what i mean yeah it's, it's not it's not that we're um i'm just i work three days and it gets me tired because i actually work seven days yeah you know? right <laughs> yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's important i think as much as as much as like um, I think probably every artist wants to have as much studio time as, as possible. I think it's, um, I would miss it. I would certainly miss, you know, getting out, not, not being able to, um, have that interaction with students. And it's just, you know, like you mentioned, it's kind of a camaraderie thing too, just to, and also just to be able to kind of, you know, talk about the things you're doing in the studio i think is nice too just to be able to you know bounce that off of other other artists and and uh it's nice to get a little bit of feedback every once in a while yeah yeah totally um let's see but you know it's um it it also is like too much studio time it can be a bad thing too because it's like like if, if you if you're somewhat limited in how much time you have, like you're much more efficient. Yeah, absolutely. Using the time. Yeah. Right. Where like, like one problem I had, like when, when I first 
was, you know, working, I, I just finished school and I was just working, um, like an, a regular eight hour day. Uh, you know, I was working from home and, yeah. and I, I noticed that I was doing like, I, there was one day where I had, I started a new audiobook. So every time I was at the easel, I pushed play. Yeah. And so at the, at the end of the day, like you could see exactly how much time I was at the, at the easel. Oh, okay. Based and, on the, yeah. Yeah. Based on how much time I was paint, uh, had listened to. Yeah. And I, um, at the end of the day, you know, I'd worked eight hours or whatever it was. And it was something like four and a half hours painting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, I know. and there was just like a, a lot of last, last time. Right. You know, like I would go and I would, make myself something to eat and then i would like maybe turn on sport center and you know <laughs> answer the door I'd for take the a pest phone call man. yeah the pest guy would come and and yeah it was just like all these little distracting things would would take me away and so like my eight hours was like four and a half hours of yeah. like productive work and so then i i had to kind of change my my line of thinking to where i had to i had to i started thinking in units where I, I needed at least uh, at least six units, um, hopefully eight units of 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 and a, a unit would is basically an hour chunk of time. Okay. Where I where I would listen to uh, uh, so a unit would be a podcast maybe that I listened to uh -huh. or an album, and, and so I just had to make sure that I got in my six to eight units of painting per day. Interesting. So, hmm. So, well, but how would that, okay. But how would you, like, how were you able to stick to that better versus just like pressing play on the audiobook? Like, were you, were you creating six to eight different, like, Units as far as like this unit's I'm listening to this album. This unit is this audiobook. This unit is this podcast. Like, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So like, so like you know, most podcasts are about an hour. So that yeah. would that would that would be a that's an easy unit to use. Oh, I or, see. So okay. So it's like listen to this full album or listen to this podcast episode. That kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. The audio books were trickier because it would it'd yeah. be like, okay, I have to listen to this for an hour. I guess you could do like pick, to, you know, ch two chapters or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that but, makes sense. But that seemed to like pull me through my workday better. Yeah. Um, so that I was actually at my easel. I, think... I was just like yeah there's just so much lost time otherwise yeah that you don't realize you're losing yeah i think yeah definitely kind of working in a home studio i think uh sort of lends itself to to quite a bit of uh distraction that's definitely something i've been uh, sort of focusing on lately uh or trying to get better at um I'm listening to audio of this book called uh, Deep Work right now. It goes kind of talks about uh -huh. a lot of that stuff. One of one of his strategies was um, 
It's actually something I'd done before, but uh, you know, I'll start a lot of things, do a lot of things for a little while, and then just get out of the habit. Oh, it's sort of out of the habit. It's kind of gone. But um, one one of his strategies was just mapping out. You know, early beginning of the day, just taking a few minutes to just map out uh, in half hour increments the full day. You know. And sort of not not that you would um, necessarily have to totally strictly go by it, but it would be your goal. And you know, if you sort of got off task, or you know, one thing took longer than than you had it sort of time blocked for, then you sort of reset and maybe you know um, make little adjustments on it. But um, I'm doing it today for the first time, and um, we're not super deep into this day but i've already noticed that it's like i already found myself earlier um kind of i had made a block of time for something and i kind of i finished it early so then it was like oh well what do i you know how do i handle this sort of extra time and it just sort of made me focus on like just really bring it into focus how i'm spending my time and 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 um um just keep sort of keep on task uh, keep on to to what's important or sort of you know if if i had a little extra time there it was like it felt like a real bonus like cuz i don't often feel like i have extra time ever you know every, yeah. everything yeah. feels like it's just when it's not sort of scheduled out like that it i it just always feels like i don't have enough time for whatever i'm doing but Already, I'm like, oh, wow, here's a little extra time. What am I going to do with this 30 minutes? You know, it was like really felt like something precious, like some like. All a, right. So, yeah, interesting. But um, now this book is is uh, it's called Deep Work. Really, really good so far. Just a lot of a lot of cool strategies for a lot of it's sort of. How do you how do you kind of block out distraction to get to what's required certainly of, of, of painters is this, these blocks of deep work time, right. Or you're sort of just like, you know, we have to be able to dive in and just get lost in the, in the painting process. And, um, you know, there's clearly so many distractions that, that, um, I've just been really suffering from that lately. It's just like giving in to too much distraction. And so that's, right. um, it's just amazing how, um, I don't know, you know, again, especially I think when you kind of work in a home studio, you can get distracted by, you know, by online things or, or just, you know, yeah, like, uh, I'm a little hungry. Maybe I'll go get a snack, you know, just all these little things. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so anyway, that's, that's one thing I think that's, so far we're halfway into the day <laughs> feeling pretty good about this yeah. block block scheduling out the yeah. day blocking out time you know just kind of making you sounds know sounds like a success yeah we're, we're <laughs> got an early success going um but you know yeah a little, little pass on the back throughout the day like every half hour you get a new pat on the back yeah for like accomplishing your half hour goal right good, i like it yeah it's like a video game almost well, I mean, the, you know what? That's that's interesting because that's 
I think that's important is sort of like um, that definitely works for me. Things like that where I sort of can, can kind of make it a, make a game out of it, you know, or like yeah. if I could check that off, like, boom, I'm like, I'm five for five with my, you know, little time blocks like and um, I don't know. Anyway, feeling good about it. No, yeah, I really like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to uh, add that to my reading list. Oh, it's yeah, it's really, really, really good. Um, I highly recommend it. Um, I found something that that helped me, um, strategy wise, um, was with uh, when when I was working towards that one man show. Um, yeah, you know I. Like I'm a slow painter. I mean, I, I imagine we're both slow painters, yeah. right? Yeah. And and uh, you know, I I I, I was approached about doing the one man show. Uh, you know, I had like two years to do it, but then once once I agreed to it, I had like pre existing commitments. Yeah. Um, right. you know, other other gallery shows or commissions or whatever, and so I didn't actually dive into um, the work until uh, into the, building that body of work until uh, I, you know, I was about 18 months before the show started. Uh-huh. So I had 18 months to work with, and and so I kind of envisioned the gallery space and what like this body of work was going to look like. Yeah, and it was, you know, I, I, a, a portrait usually takes me about. Um, uh, you know, a month. So I, I, I right. block away a, a month, of, you know, of that, that 18 months away for a portrait. Um, I would, um, yeah, a full figure would take me two months, you yeah. know, full figure with the background. Right. And so, you know, I had to anticipate what my, what my show was going to look like. Yeah. And, and like what paintings I was going to get. And so, and then I actually, I took my, like I, you know, I had a lot of thumbnail drawings and, and, you know, actual portrait things that are, you know, sketches that I had done down in Haiti and, and then just like conceptual ideas that I was doing. And I actually took them to Kinko's and I blew them up to, to the size that I thought I might want. And then I put them on my walls to see, you know, 18 months out what the show would look like. Cool. And it was it was in, it was interesting because then it was like like I, I would have an idea of, of doing one painting one size and it was like oh man like I'm just not going to cover enough um enough for the wall space with with this and so it's like yeah. this has to get bigger this has to get bigger and I and I kind of saw them collectively at, as a body and then like you know just and, and so. You know, I, I just wasn't going piece to piece to piece. I was, I was thinking of, about it as a whole. Right. Um, but but then I had to. Then I just had to paint because, like, yeah. Like if I mean, for a one minute show, you should have like twenty paintings or so at least, right? But like, right. if I if I'm just doing portraits, the most I can do is eighteen. Right. And if I'm doing some full figures, you know that. The, that's gonna drop that number down um, dramatically, right? Yeah. And so, um, 
but then I, I just had to paint. And so it was just like, I, 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 I would pick out the paintings I wanted to do and I'd, I'd get them on my easel. And sometimes I had multiple going at the same time, but like I'd map out in the day, like, okay, for me to finish this painting in a month, I have to like, yeah. Um, you know, I would, I'd, I'll do the forehead one day or <laughs> forehead and eyes and the nose and the cheek, you know, and I had it like, um, kind of mapped out, you know, like one of those, one of those portraits of like the, the best cuts of meat on a cow, you know, how they section it off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so like, I would kind of have a map in my mind of my painting, right. paint this and this and this. And I had to paint. And, and I, and when I did that and I would look at it, it was like, at, at first I was taking a family day every week. Yeah. And, and then by the end, it was just like, calculating it oh, for me to finish this i have to like not have family time either. Oh. and and so it was just like i, I um but it, it really helped me organize my days and so i th- that was probably my most effective time just out of like necessity yeah so just mapping um, out like today i'm getting this done this is my yeah 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 that's good that's I, I. It sounds like simple stuff, but it's really. I think those things are really effective. Like you've got to know, because otherwise the day can just sort of get away from you, and you can just be like, "Well, I did a little bit today." You know. Yeah. It's so easy to kind of. Um, I mean, I you know when you have a show like that, I guess it's it makes it a little bit better. Well, it makes it better because you have a deadline, I guess. The thing is, you yeah. Know, if if there's no deadline, it's so easy for time to just kind of get away from you. Um, so I guess that's maybe maybe that's a a, a thing to do is to even if there's not really a deadline, kind of sort of impose a deadline. Um, yeah. I guess. So I I've been mapping out like that worked really well for me when I was working for that show, and so years after I've set up like. Um, okay, these are, like, I'll kind of conceptualize the paintings I want to do for the year, and then I I, I, I lay it out in an Adobe Illustrator program. Oh, and, cool. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm always swapping them out if I change my mind about a painting or whatever, but right. I kind of organize it like that. So, like, January, I'm going to do cool. this painting in February. Or, or maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do, like, over a four month period, I'll say, okay, I'm doing these three or four paintings in yeah. this time and I'm probably working together. Or, um, but I, I kind of lump my year like that. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. But I have, I have to say too, it, it, without necessarily having deadlines, like right now I'm just kind of painting and like, oh, this will go to some show sometime, you know? But it, it's much harder to not necessarily motivate myself because like my my studio time is precious and so like i'm yeah like i'm i'm super excited to start my day painting right right but when something comes up like my son has a valentine's concert or something yeah yeah, yeah yeah right uh, and like 
how am I not going to go to that? Right. right? You know, <laughs> but, yeah. but it makes it tough when like I have, so right now I am in teaching three days a week. And so I'm in my studio four days a week. Yeah. But then when other things come up, like, Oh, Valentine's concert, Oh, Christmas concert. Yeah. Oh, uh, parent teacher conference, you know, or whatever, like those kind of nibble away at those four yeah. days of paintings. That yeah, I have. definitely. Definitely. I think. And when you, when you don't have necessarily a deadline, like, of course you're going to go to the Valentine's. Right. Like, yeah. Right. But yeah. like, like yeah. maybe. Like when you have a deadline, it's easier to say, Oh man, I really want to go to this thing, but I can't. Right. Or, you know, what we do a lot is sort of go visit, um, you know, my family in Dallas or my, you know, my wife's mom, you know, on a weekend or something. So that happens a lot, you know, and you lose kind of studio time and, um, but yeah, if it's like, you know, well, I gotta, I, I gotta finish this painting by this day, you know, a lot of that stuff gets, gets taken away. It uh, makes, you know, yeah. it makes certain decisions easier, I guess. The things that you may, might feel conflicted about, like how am I going to spend my time, you know, sort of, sort of answers those questions for you. But, but yeah, man, when you got little kids, like, hell yeah, I want to go to that Valentine concert. Like, you know. Yeah. You don't want a, a cat in the cradle song sung to you. <laughs> That's right. You know, when, when your kid's writing his memoirs, right? That's right. Well, there was some, something See, recently about um, uh, Mr. Rogers' children, like, you know, oh, it must have been incredible to be, you know, Mr. Rogers' child. But, you know, of course, Mr. Rogers' child doesn't get the attention that the rest of the children in the world get. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid that someday, you know, like growing up with, like, my kids have gotten so much dad time, like. Yeah. My my girl my little girl is kind of a tomboy in a lot of ways. Like she yeah. like like she's a wrestler, like 'cause oh, we're cool. always wrestling and yeah, so yeah. like that was that was like 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 growing up that was like that was how she expressed friendship at that time. <laughs> like she would just like take people down and like roll <laughs> wrestle with them. Awesome. <laughs> you know, and you know, so she's she was very male influenced. Yeah. Um <laughs> and they got so, like so much dad time, but I'm worried that like if they do ever write their memoirs someday, they will you know, because for so many years like I was with him from when they woke up until my wife got home at, at six. Yeah. And then I'd, I'd go to the studio, close the door, and they, uh, they would like I have it's like a, a glass pane door, and oh, yeah. I actually put like see-through paper on the, on the pane so you can see through. But right. my my kids would go to the window and like tear down the paper, <laughs> and then they just like they would cry and like bang oh, on the God. glass. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was like they're. You know, it was only like an hour or two before they went to bed that I was in my studio. But yeah. that's that's the childhood that, that they're going to remember. It's like, <laughs> yeah, my dad, he was always in the studio, and, yep. and uh, he he wouldn't he wouldn't let us in. It glassed us off. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cruel that it was just a glass window and he would just cruelly ignore us. We could watch him working and he just Yeah. <laughs> I I I have all of these like terrible pictures like that uh, of like they're just on the other side of the glass, like just crying. Their faces are pressed against it. And it's, it's pretty adorable. So I I get out my iPhone and like take their picture. But like, Daddy, put your phone away. It's not funny. <laughs> I know. So th- those are the pictures that they're gonna remember. Like so, they'll they'll use those against me. Yeah. ACS is gonna come over and, and see the, the these poor neglected. Um, oh, children <laughs> I'm completely my wife makes fun of me I'm just completely powerless to uh, that situation so my studio is in our, our one car garage and my daughter will be just banging on the door daddy if I'm in the studio working <laughs> and she's oh I'd so I open the door every time I'm I do too. That willpower is, like, doesn't exist. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, I it works better. It works better when I have a deadline and I have to. But like, yeah, yeah. yeah now, well, now they're not around when I paint much. Yeah, and, you know, because I paint in the day. But like, like I was painting yesterday, and they were, they were like, um. The, there's little drawings all around my room that they were doing as I was painting <laughs> yesterday. Nice. And it's hard. Like, they always want help. So I'm painting for a second. And uh, like, hey, yeah. Dad, help me draw Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. So then I come and do that. And <laughs> so it's really cutting into my units of time. Yeah. <laughs> Son, I've got some units to make up for. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Oh man! All right, Greg. We should probably wrap it up. It's been uh, right. really fun catching up. Anything you want to uh, say before we wrap up here to everybody listening? Uh, should we, uh, nope. should we, should we plug nothing. something? You got a um? What's your website? I looked for you. The website didn't come up super fast. Do you have a website? Gregory GregoryMortensen.com yeah, that that would make sense. GregoryMortensen.com. Okay, I I just put your name in Google, and uh, there was a lot of other stuff that came up, which is which is good. Well, there, there's an author, Greg Mortensen. That I oh. was uh, I was always like, you know, when I was starting out and trying to be more famous than I was, like I really I had to like his name came up with every Greg Mortensen Google search. And so then I decided I was going to take over the Gregory Morton. Oh, nice. Google search. Uh-huh. And so. Excellent. There's so, a, yeah, there's a writer who writes about art, like art business. His name is Daniel Grant. So I'm sure that's been. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he does any art. Well, he just writes about art, but yeah, it's funny. Well, that, that, that sucks. Cause, like if you put Greg Mortensen art, I'm probably gonna be that one, or Gregory Mortensen art. But like Danny Grant art, now both of you guys are covered. Yeah. <laughs> well, Greg, it's been fun. Um, what's the? Do you have workshops that are that still have um, uh, spots left 
that we could talk about real fast? Um, I have the workshop in Austria in June. Okay. Um, in, in Vienna, and it's there's links to all these on my on my website too. Okay. It's a cool. self portrait workshop. Beautiful right. space. I'm really excited about. Yeah, um, that's really cool. Doing a workshop there, and uh, and then I have a workshop in December um, at the Barnes Atelier, beautiful London. Yeah. Come and study out there with me. Awesome. And uh, I thought it's up. I'll have workshops at the GCA in the summer, but yeah. they're not posted yet. Um, cool. But yeah, that's all. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, Greg. Appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. Always good to chat, and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Sounds good. Good talking to you. Yeah, you too, man. Thanks. Okay, thanks again to Gregory Mortensen for taking the time to chat. A lot of really good stuff there from Greg. Hey, if you're listening on iTunes, you know what to do. Leave a review and eight and three quarter stars rating. That helps the visibility of the podcast on iTunes. If you want to donate financially to the podcast, go to the podcast page at dannygrantfineart.com and click the donate button in the top right corner. If you want to say hi and tell me how much you love or hate this podcast, you can do that by emailing me at danny at dannygrantfineart.com. My current Netflix recommendations are a show called Rebellion and Afterlife with Ricky Gervais. Uh, okay, I'll talk to you all next time. Thanks. Bye. Spend a week in a dusty library Waiting for some words to jump in me We met by a trick of fate French Navy, my sailor mate
Sailor 